Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. The Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 57 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. I'm Brittany. <laughs> I don't even know what to expect out of you anymore. <laughs> This episode is sponsored by Juliet, and she's only known as Juliet. Very mysterious Juliet. Thank but you. Thank you, mysterious <laughs> thank Juliet. Thank you. Yes. Today, we will be discussing chapter 15 of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, the Quidditch final. So make sure that you have read the chapter and you're ready to dive into the details. Before we begin, we're going to mosey on over to Megan for the Weekly Prophet. <laughs> So I wanted to let all of you wonderful people know that it was announced that Natalie Dormer is going to narrate a history of magic for us on Audible. I Ooh. love her. Do you not know who she She's is? She's from no, Game I don't of either. Thrones. She was also on. Oh, but you she are. She was also in the Hunger Games as um, like the the one photographer girl who like follows her around in Mockingjay. <gasps> with, I like, recognize her head. now. Mm-hmm. Yes. Hold on, I gotta look at her. Crescenda. Crescenda. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, Where's cool. her picture? This is what she looks like. That's a turr. She's Ooh. also in the Tudor. She played Anne Boleyn. She's very pretty. She's she very is, pretty. and she has a nice voice. So she's Marjorie Tyrell in Game of Thrones. Cool. Now my question is: Is this just an audio version of like the book that's released for that um, yeah, exhibit? exhibit? In New York, because it says here the book will feature. Like, does that mean that this is new? I had assumed that it was I the one was, from yeah. The, yeah. Okay, I guess that makes the most sense. But it says the book will feature hidden stories and um. What is with this? Here, X is working. Yeah. Okay. It will feature hidden stories about magic and tell of the manuscripts. <laughs> manuscripts, <laughs> myths, and other artifacts that J.K. Rowling drew upon for her blockbuster fantasy series. 
So yeah, that sounds. Oh, the audio work will be the audio work will be published by Rowling's Pottermore Publishing and can be pre-ordered at audible.com forward slash history of magic. It also serves as a companion. Oh, it also serves as a companion to a Potter exhibition that ran last year at the British Museum and will be seen this fall at the New York Historical Society. Well, that's pretty cool. I know someone who's going there. I don't know anyone. I don't know people. I don't know anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. I really like her, though. She's One, I think she's really pretty. She have and a I good like voice? Her voice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I guess that's all that really matters. And I like, um, <laughs> I like things that she's been in. Although, you know, I don't particularly, I didn't particularly care for her in um, The Tudors, but that's because... I tried watching that. I I enjoyed the show. And not that I didn't like her. I like her. You didn't like her character? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I like the way you said that. I also don't like, you know, the king. Does The Tudors Mm -hmm. um, show a lot of, like, the Tower of London? Uh, Because that, like, was the Bolin, like, didn't one of them die there? Yeah, she was killed there. It was Anne Bolin, right? Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. She's one of the husbands. What's D- history? Divorced, beheaded, died. What? Divorced, I said, what's history? Oh. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I don't didn't remember much of that. But then, like, I bought tickets for Katie and I to go to the Tower of London, and I was like, I should probably like watch a documentary on this or something, so I can make sure that I understand what I'm looking at. That would be cool. Yes. You yeah. prep. That's where they would have, like, I believe, have their prisoners. King Henry That's where, like, most eight. beheadings happened. Correct. Owl's command? <laughs> Correct. Oh, okay. And, oh, my God. Well, this is off topic, but I was just going to say, like, I was looking up, like, the way that they used to execute people back then. Whew. Not fun. Awful. Yeah, there's many Awful. a ways that it's It wasn't terrible. just beheading. They yeah. did stuff before the beheading happened. <laughs> and let me tell you, it wasn't pleasant. Look that up if you're curious. I am curious. Tell me after we're recording. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well... Is it time? It is time. Is it time for the rubber rubber recap? Yes, if Meg will stop opening up other tabs on this computer. No more tabs. So, Ron was loving being in the spotlight, retelling his serious, serious black story to anyone (laughs) who would listen. Hagrid told the boys off because they're not talking to Hermione, and Ron, of course, is still stubborn. But we have another Hogsmeade weekend, and of course, Harry sneaks out. But it's caught by Malfoy. Sneaks oh get snuck. No. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow, you know, we'll call it the Potter effect. Harry escapes <laughs> Snape's punishments thanks to our dear Professor Lupin. But he leaves him feeling quite terrible. And uh, Hermione comes and tells them that Hagrid has lost his case with Buckbeak. Sad tweet. What? Uh, can we make a shirt that says the Potter effect, or can we not use the word Potter? Oh. Ooh, I don't know. We probably I'll try. Potter. <laughs> Potter, just what if P O T T R? Hashtag Potter effect, and then have like a piece of pottery underneath. So maybe they're thinking <laughs> they're talking about someone that's actually making pottery, like a Potter. Honestly, <laughs> we can make it look like, like a, a mandrake thing, but don't. Like, just make a pop that has an M on it with, like, a leaf coming out of it. Oh, my god! So it's not really a mandrake, but it kind of is. Oh, my gosh. We're going to get around it. (laughs) Because there's no way. That's not Harry Potter. We don't even know who he is. These are plants. You can't copyright plants. (laughs) (laughs) Gersh. Gersh. All right. Sound like Goofy. All righty me? Gersh. 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 Ron and Hermione finally make up over Hagrid having them. Nope. Having to tell them <laughs> that Buckbeak's going to get put down. So Hermione slaps that smirk right off of Malfoy and tells Harry he better beat him in Quidditch. 
Flitwick tries to charm his class into cheering up, except Hermione, who seemed to be elsewhere in time. <laughs> everyone was preparing for exams during Easter holidays, and everyone's on edge for the big game, including Hermione. Slytherin versus Gryffindor. The game with some dirty tactics by the playing, oh, words. <laughs> <laughs> you are trying so hard. Keep the enthusiasm. Go, go, go. So the game, it's being played by dirty people. <laughs> <laughs> The dirty Slytherin team. Dirty um, people. What? Dirty, dirty people. people. <laughs> They're They'll doing smell. Dirty tricks. Dirty um, tricks. <laughs> McGee was not pleased, so Harry catches the snitch right in front of Malfoy to win the game and the cup for Gryffindors. Whoa, 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 whoa. Go Red House. Brave. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Gosh, how do you go after that? I don't there's know. a game and there's dirty people. You just, have to, <laughs> you just have to talk correctly because I can't. I love the dirty people thing. Had you not messed up, we would have never had dirty people. So <laughs> there's always dirty people, Tiffany. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So um, Hermione delivers the letter from Hagrid. And I feel so bad. It was full of, I wrote, web teardrop blobs. <laughs> Wet teardrop blobs is what Aww. I meant to say, making it difficult to read. He wrote, and notice who he wrote to. Mm-hmm. Dear Hermione. Mm-hmm. Just her. Mm-hmm. We lost. We being. Him and Buckbeak. And, and her. Hermione. Yeah. He recognizes that Ron and Harry didn't do anything. Just saying. I am allowed to bring him back to Hogwarts. Execution date to be fixed. Beaky has enjoyed London. I won't forget all the help you gave us, Hagrid. First of all, I'm really surprised that they're letting him come back to Hogwarts. I agree. Yeah, you're right. Because I feel like... Did Dumbledore um, go there? The I don't know. Did but I feel like the hearing? ministry yeah. already. I, think so. oh, I really? bet he would have been like, no, he needs to go back. Like, you better let him go back to Hogwarts. Yeah, because I think it says something about like he... He even was like, no, he's already done enough. Here's right. I told you. I was going to say that I feel like... Um, I forgot. I forgot. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was my no, bad. Because okay. I interrupted you. Anyways. Um, Malfoy Sr. has influence over so many people in the wizarding oh. world, including this committee. I remember what I was going to say. Go ahead. I was going to say that like the committee and probably um, those you know, the deciding factors probably don't trust Hagrid. Yeah. So honestly, I don't know if it would have mattered whatever he brought to the table. Like, I don't think that the decision was ever going to change no matter what they said. Half giant thing have something to do with that. Yeah, definitely. I would agree. And the expulsion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even though that was cleared, I can still see them being like, well, he still doesn't have one, but like, right. I wonder in this situation, like say like it happened in Ohio. Sure. Not with the buckbeak, but like say Not a pit bull, right? <laughs> right. There's oh. all those stigmas against yeah. those dogs. Right. But like say is like a kid was like against the hippogriffs. That's what I'm wondering. Well, what I'm saying is like it's a creature, right? True. So say a kid is being stupid with a pit bull and gets bit, and it's legitimately it's the kid's the fault. fault. Correct. Yeah. I mean. They're, the cops are going to be like, no, the dog needs to be put down, like, regardless. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. yeah. Where, like, maybe I would have bit him, too, if you were doing that to me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. No, yeah, I get definitely. what you're saying. Well, and it clearly is 
common knowledge with these creatures that you have to be respectful. Mm-hmm. I mean, he said that straight up. It was Malfoy who wasn't listening. Correct. Yeah. Because Malfoy's all jealous of Harry Potter. Sorry, mm-hmm. bro, you're not as cool. And now you get to do like if you worm crap. Weren't such an a hole and like listened and did what you were supposed to do. You wouldn't have gotten hurt. True. True. You need to be responsible for yourself. I feel like whenever Malfoy did that, though, like he almost did it on purpose, like full well knowing maybe. Well, I think he was was like, happen. I don't think I I think think he he really thought it was easy. Yeah. Like, oh, if Harry can do it, I can do it, too. Because he's a chicken. He can do it. I can do better. You know? Yeah. A chicken who got struck by the bloody chicken. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Your bloody Bloody chicken. chicken. It's killed me. It's killed me. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a scratch. (laughs) Um, So back to this committee. um, Malfoy Sr. has like a major influence over them. And by influence, I mean he bullies them. Well, and and he's got money. And money, Mm -hmm. honey. Yeah. He probably supports. Mm -hmm. Ooh, he probably like, oh, you need some money for your committee campaign. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, So they're all either scared or totally in his pocket and they go with what Malfoy told them rather than what Hagrid has to say. And I also think he's very good at like sweet talking people thinking because I'm reading Goblet now Mm -hmm. and like just the way the minister talks about him Mm -hmm. to the both of them. Mm -hmm. Do we know where the Malfoy fortune came from? Like is that do you know if that's anywhere? I think it's one of those like old money situations like potters mm, yeah but we yeah, know but where like, that came from right but it probably but older it than old that money. yeah it probably it is old money but uh, i don't know but like they they did it by like making potions and stuff like that um, the potters right, right yeah. that's what i'm thinking so like a more in in the pure blood view a more reputable source of income wait they, didn't, like, they didn't make pottery at the time <laughs> I'm sure some did. <laughs> um, no, for the potters, like the, the like he was a potter, like a he worked with pottery, didn't he? I don't think so. I think that's I think a common last name, and that's why that's one of the reasons why the potters are not considered the Sager Twenty Eight, because there are Muggles that did pottery, and that's why they're called potters. It's oh, like that's where similar. That came from. Correct. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And that's real time life as well. Like potter people with the last name Potter, their ancestors usually made pottery. Um. And, like, I'm thinking, like, in older days where, like, people had, like, the Rockefeller times, so there was, like, the new mm-hmm. money versus the old money. Like, right. the new money would be, like, the potters making their money off of all those potions. Right. Where the Malfoys probably, at that point, were already loaded with old money. We've got old money, darling. We don't like the new money. It's not saying, like... It says that, like they have a maybe ton they traded in the house elves. But one of the earliest Malfoys traveled to Britain with William the Conqueror. One um, tried to win the hand of Queen Elizabeth the first, so mm. they must have had money for them to even come in contact with each other. Right? Yeah. But it doesn't say how. I wonder if they were like kind of royalty in the. Um, is Queen Elizabeth? They're like now? the Kardashians. Of right? <laughs> oh my god, that's a good comparison. <laughs> Money Are, famous for nothing. <laughs> is Queen Elizabeth like the current Queen Elizabeth? Is she the second? Isn't she? Yeah, she's the. Second. I know she's not the first. I Correct. She's the second. Yeah, I think she's Ooh. awesome. Um, Longest one wrote a mind. periodical about. Warlock at war, and he was responsible for giving 
muggle-loving wizards a bad reputation. So thanks for starting that. Who? Who? Um, Brutus Malfoy. Brutus. Did he didn't like muggles? Is that what you're saying? Yes. He wrote like an anti-muggle. Oh, is he a brute? I would assume so. Malfoy. Um, one hmm. had a plot to overthrow the first muggle-born minister for magic. Whoa. Jeez. Um, they don't sound like goods peoples. They sound like dirty people. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Mm. But as and we then know, they go into co- the like most recent. Scorpius mm. is pretty cool. Well, I do like Scorpius. In new Pottermore fashion, they do have Scorpius on Good. this tree. Good. I like him a but lot. But I don't know how they got their money. Maybe they stole it. <laughs> yeah, what do you guys think? How, how do they got their money? How do they got their money? How do they got their money? I think they have it in ten dollar bills. <laughs> <laughs> All ten. Show so. me the Hamiltons, baby. I Although you know, know they wouldn't be like they'd be like Hamilton. Show me the show me the Queens, baby. Show me the Elizabeths. Okay. Let me see uh good old Liza on that bill. <laughs> We're gonna keep going. Um, so I said, here comes the turning point. Ron says that he will help them prepare for Beaky's appeal. So this is where Ron finally gets bearing on himself. He's, Mm. um, and Hermione is super, super grateful for this change. And I said, and for the help, but she could really like do all this herself. Yeah. Yeah. Even though she was running like ragged, she could still do it, obviously. Right. Um, she's just so smart and like hardworking and like Hermione's just like the best. <laughs> I can't with you. Sure. So she flings her arms around Ron's neck and breaks down and it says that Ron looked quote terrified at this and I said LOL that's your wife bruh. He probably, <laughs> when this happens when they're married it probably still looks terrifying me like why are you crying? Like, I know. I don't prob- know what to do. Probably. Have a cookie. Um... Oops, I opened a thing. Anyways, um, Hermione apologizes. Oh, that was tough to say. Apologizes about scabbers, and Ron forgives her. And there's such sweet happiness now, guys. They love each such other. Such sweet happiness. <laughs> but it was impossible to visit Hagrid to like work on stuff because of all the security measures. And um, when talking about the verdict, Hagrid says, It's all my fault. Got tongue-tied. They were all sitting there in black robes, <laughs> and I kept drop, dropping me notes and forgetting all them dates you looked up for me, Hermione. And then Lucius Malfoy stood up and said his bit, and the committee just did exactly what he told them. That's really sad, and it, it does reflect how politics run, and mm-hmm. that's disgusting. Mm-hmm. And I just can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> and so as they're walking back up to the castle... We hear Sweetheart Malfoy. Oh, yeah, that's what a darling. For him. So Hagrid's walking the class back up, and it says Hagrid turned around and hurried back towards his cabin, his face buried in his handkerchief. <sighs> Look at him blubber. Malfoy, Crab, and Goyle had been standing just inside the castle doors listening. Have you ever seen anything quite as pathetic? said Malfoy. And he's supposed to be our teacher. Harry and Ron both made fr- furious moves toward Malfoy, but Hermione got there first. Smack! She had slapped Malfoy across the face with all the strength she could muster. Malfoy staggered. Staggered! Mm-hmm. She hit him that hard. Mm-hmm. Harry, Ron, Crab, and Goyle stood flabbergasted as Hermione raised her hand again. 
Don't you dare call Haggard pathetic, you foul, you evil. Hermione, Ron yelled weakly, and he tried to grab her hand as she swung it back. Get off, Ron. Hermione pulled out her wand. Malfoy stepped backward. Crab and Goyle looked at him for instructions, thoroughly bewildered. Come on, Malfoy muttered. In a moment, all three of them had disappeared into the passageway to the dungeons. First of all, girl power. Go Hermione. Second of all, Malfoy, you're a beep. Can't. Mm -hmm. Insert whatever foul word you would like. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was funny because I recently saw this on the internet that um, Tom Felton was talking about when they were shooting this, how he asked Emma Watson to like, they're like, because she was like nervous about it. He's like, well, let's just practice. Meaning, like, let's do like a stage slap. And she slapped oh, him she so really hard across him? the face. He's like, I had to like turn around and walk away. <laughs> he's like, with oh my, my tail God. between my knees because he's like, it hurt. <laughs> oh, it didn't. It, weren't they? Wasn't she crushing on him at yeah. this yeah. time? Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. Um, he, this is his exact quote. Go She's ahead. got a mean right hook, that girl, Felton said. <laughs> it was originally a slap, I think. So I said, let's test it out now. Give me a slap and try to work on it. Meaning, give me a screen slap, a fake slap. But she actually smacked me on the face pretty hard. And I walked away from that rather <laughs> listening impaired with my tail tucked between my legs. <laughs> Dude, it hurts oh. your hand to slap someone. I slapped Ooh. my sister really hard when we were younger for some odd reason. I don't know. You know, we're kids. And it hurt my hand. And I bet that really hurt her hand. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I've never. I don't know if I've ever slapped anyone. Oh, I, oh sla- I have. I didn't slap her in the face, but I slapped her like on the back or the arm or something. Like yeah. in retaliation. For I slapped a guy in the face. Barbie or something. I don't know. <laughs> when our fr- friend turned 21, I was a good kid and didn't drink because I wasn't 21. And I also like was kind of like the mom of the group that night. Mm-hmm. And my friend was wasted at the bar. So I was like, can you please drink some water? Like he was getting crazy. So I like gave him water and he spit it in my face and like, <gasps> I was like, and I was like, and good, him. good for you. <laughs> That's gross. Yeah. That's gross. I was, I was pretty, pretty, spit pretty peeved faces. at him. Well, taking it on a lower level, have you ever just high five someone yes. really yeah. hard? Yeah. It hurts. I can't even imagine on like a hard face. Sarah, yeah. tell everybody how to get a perfect high five every <gasps> time. If you, if you look, watch their elbow while you hit, you'll never miss. Never, never. miss. Look, look at my elbow. Yeah. That was a good slap. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So. Back to Malfoy being a loser that nobody likes on this podcast. (laughs) No one denies (laughs) He's not my favorite. This. He he got better. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I would agree. And again, he is just a 13 year old boy. But like, he's a a spoiled little schnot that nobody likes. Okay. Don't be mean to my Hagrid. A horrible human being. Horrible. You loathsome, loathsome, you little, little cockroach. <laughs> that was a good scene in the movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. God, yeah. Was so good. I like that it was and a I, punch. I like how she did it. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Go Hermione. Herm. Hermione. Hermione. USA. USA. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So after all this hubbub, they are late to charms. So they hurry. And Ron realizes that Hermione isn't with them. And then Harry realizes, and this is weird to both of them. Um, what do they realize? That she's not there. What? Yeah. Where could she be? Wasn't she just behind them? <laughs> I had... Guys, something weird's going on with Hermione this year. Something wicked this way comes. Name yeah. that movie. Prisoner of Azkaban. 
<laughs> I love how you are your own audience. <laughs> so it says that here. He, that's weird, said Harry, staring at Ron. Maybe, maybe she went to the bathroom or something. Check to see if there's a troll. Why would you let her go to the bathroom? <laughs> yeah, don't you Last know? time she went to the bathroom by herself. <laughs> broke loose. That's why females <laughs> like to go to the bathroom together in case there is a troll. They like to uh, be uh, get each other's backs. Just yeah. in trolls. Case. Myrtle died. Yeah. Ginny yeah. got kidnapped. Yeah. yeah. What other horrible things happen in bathrooms? Malfoy got the snack yeah. kicked out of him. He's yeah. a boy, but whatever. Yeah, you know, <laughs> friends, you gotta he stick got together. Sectum sembrud. <laughs> Up in that beach. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. All right. Stay safe, kids. Go go to the bathroom in pairs. So in charms, they're learning cheering charms. Let's all smile. So on the lexicon, smile while you talk, Tiffany. I looked up cheering charms. <laughs> oh, A cheering charm cheers a person up and makes them happy. Yo, what? <laughs> go figure. Anyways. You kind of sounded like um, Johnny Depp as Willy Wonka. <laughs> Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka. Creepy. <laughs> I don't like that one. That's okay. Give me Gene Wilder. I agree. R.I.P. Mm. So refer- as far as references to the canon, it says cheering terms were part of the charms curriculum for the third years. Sorry, I was watching Meg do something. We did it at the same time. And they were included in the final exam that term. Cheering charms were part of the written charms OWL exam. Hermione worried that she hadn't written enough about them, but since she was considering including the counter charm for hiccups as part of her answer, it seemed likely that she wrote more than plenty. Oh my God, Hermione. Then that's all we have on cheering charms. It does say, invented by Felix Summerby during the 1400s. I don't know where that's from. It says FW. Is this the Wikia? This is the lexicon. Oh. Hmm. What does FW mean? I don't see a key. I do not know. What do you think that means? I'm not sure. It's usually like a... What's FW? Famous... Oh, the famous wizard cards. Oh. Oh, Oh, so that is canon. Cool. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because you can get those cards sometimes like in the Chocolate Frogs... Mm-hmm. Um, like it be a sweetie and stuff, just like yeah. It says famous wizard cards slash wizards of the month. Oh yeah, which yes. is right from J.K. Rowling's website. That's right. so that's was, it was from May two thousand and four. Felix Summerby. Hmm. I love he was that alive name. During the fourteen four year fourteen forty seven to fifteen oh five. Nope, that's cool. Fifteen oh eight. Sorry. <laughs> nope. I just love when you get something wrong. You're like. Nope. <laughs> like when you were reading your summary earlier, you were like, nope. All right. So Hermione doesn't show up all of class. And what? at the end of it, Ron. Um, or lunch. Huh? You said or lunch. Or lunch. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Ron says she should, she could have done with a cheering charm on her too, said Ron as the class left for lunch, all grinning broadly. The cheering charms had left them with a feeling of great contentment. And that I want. To be able to put on me sometimes when you're sad. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so she doesn't show up to class, doesn't show up to lunch. And I said, but there was apple pie. What? How can she you miss apple out. pie day? Well, I am craving me some apple pie. Ooh, I'm down. I can guarantee you. It's almost that I'm season. I'm <laughs> sure that their apple pie is tasty, but our apple pie is good. One I've of the best I've ever had. had it. 
You can have it this year. Yes, please. Yeah. I was thinking about that. I don't know when we're going to be able to do it. I'm going to take know, Little Miss to Rose something. to the orchard. Oh, you should so come cute. with us to the orchard. And you don't have to stay to bake, but you I'm can come saying. with us to the orchard. You can deliver a pie to my house. <laughs> you, I swear you've eaten it because I brought pie home. I don't remember eating it. Okay, I also well. don't remember much of anything anymore. Mom, okay. Um, So they found her in Gryffindor Tower after um, giving the new password to the fat lady. So she's back. Yeah, she was back she's last back. episode. She's back. The fat lady's oh, back. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that how they say it in the movie? <laughs> no? Yeah. Is it pronounced Fliberty Gib... Gibbet? I think it's Liberty Gibbet. I said Gibbet in I'd my head. I'd say Gibbet as well. I thought it was Gibbet. Okay, so two Guys, and two. we're always 50-50. We yeah, it's yeah. always <laughs> me and you. <laughs> um, she had slept through the lesson, and then she was frantic about missing it. She ignores the fact that Harry points out that they were right outside the classroom with her, and she didn't come in. And she's, like, completely ignoring him. And the boys know that she's doing too much. So why doesn't McGee? I think she's oblivious or whatever. I think that McGonagall just has faith that she'll be okay. And yeah. like she's not going to try to hold Hermione back. Mm. Maybe um, she trusts Hermione's judgment. Yeah. Which is a nice thing. But at the same time, she's just a 14-year-old girl. So... Right. to put a this, lot onto her plate. This is yeah. kind of headcanon of mine because Haggard's the one adult that is talking about how she's overdoing it mm-hmm. and stretching herself too thin, but bit off a bit more than she can chew or whatever he says. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think that maybe Haggard might have gone to McGonagall and McGonagall was like, let her sort it out herself. Could I be. feel like McGonagall is that type of woman. I agree. I think Hermione almost has to sort it out for herself. Otherwise, she'll always think that she didn't give enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she would regret. She would never or, quit. Yeah. Yeah. She has to finish it to see it through that year. Except and then make, we're about to talk about. Well, and what if, what if Big G like, <laughs> sits down and has a conversation with her? Like, she can't. Oh, I that's mean, I true. She, I guess we don't know all the going on. She could. She could be. She could make Hermione in on her yeah take away a class but at the same time Hermione's probably like no really I can handle this yeah and telling her and you know McGonagall yeah wants to be like all right I trust you if you think you can handle this and she's not failing anything no no so she's still getting above the grade marks right yeah yeah it, in, just, in my mind, she's this suffering is what I for think it. About. I think about having like Thanksgiving dinner on a paper plate, and she's trying to load all of the food onto it, and then and bring you it know back something's to her gonna seat. Hefty, hefty, it's like hefty. Not a good, wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. It's not a good paper plate. It's like the really cheap one that doesn't. You really don't want to have a lot of stuff on. It's the one you don't want to put a steak on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's no yeah. chinette. It ain't Correct. no chinette, guys. <laughs> all right. Um. So. Hold on. Who says this? Ron. Ron says, I reckon you're cracking up. You're trying to do too much. No, I'm not, said Hermione, brushing her hair out of her eyes, staring hopelessly around for her bag. I just made a mistake. That's all. I'd better go see if Professor Flitwick and say sorry. See you in divination. She don't care what they have to say. She's going to do her. Herm Herm does Herm. Herm. That's my part. <laughs> okay, what are you guys, the new me and Sarah? Uh, yeah. We did something yesterday that was real weird. We said the same thing and then went at the same time. <laughs> it was crazy. 
Neither one of us remembers what it was. Nope. <laughs> I can I can tell where we were sitting. Yep. yep. Now I see green. Megan. Uh, so the trio arrives at divination and they all see glowing crystal balls on every table mm. and Ron is upset because he's like uh, we weren't supposed to start this until next term but yes do psychics really use crystal balls like in real time life to what why would why like would psychics? we know have you know. has anybody been to one Mm-mm. Mm-mm. oh I thought you I, I she didn't use a crystal ball I know they have cards that's all I've I think no. it just depends on the person, you know. Some Correct. like do all the. I've the never been to the one, trade, so and I don't some know. don't. I don't know. Me either. Okay. I don't well, know if I. W- I don't. I think she considered herself a medium and not a psychic. Um, well, and she didn't okay. use the crystal ball. That's all I've ever seen. My my own experience. Right. Hmm. So. I'm just wondering if that's like something that's used, like standard. Yes. I mean, when I was doing information, like looking up information on crystal gazing and stuff, like it. There was plenty out there outside of Harry Potter related mm. things. Okay, so, so maybe. Yeah. Depends on the person. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think that would be true. Like you have um, anybody in that type of like field, like I think that they would probably have to relate to something like this is going to sound crazy, but like um, like the cards have to like speak to them. So maybe they like have yeah. a good rapport with the crystal ball. I know that sounds no, insane. No, I like, know what you're saying. To be attached to yeah. like, something to really yeah. like. Yeah. Mm-hmm be in tuned with it and really work with it. Yeah. No, I get what you're saying completely. It makes sense. Um, so Ron, like I said, Ron says that he's upset because they weren't supposed to start it yet, but Harry is like, no, 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 be glad we're done with palmistry. Um, they can stop pretending to see things in each other's hands (laughs) and Trelawney can stop looking at his hands and like start crying. So, He says, I was getting sick of her flinching every time she looked at my hands. She's going to flinch every time she looks at that crystal ball. (laughs) (laughs) So apparently Trelawney says that the fates had informed her to introduce the crystal ball a little earlier than planned because it's going to be very prominent in their test at the end of the year in Hermione. (laughs) Honestly, the fates have informed her. Who sets the exam? She does. What an amazing prediction. (laughs) I I feel that on such a real level. Yes. (laughs) Well, and I do want to say, I think that if she was flinching at the crystal ball, it's because she's seeing her own reflection. Ooh. (laughs) Sick burn, Sarah. (laughs) Ouch. That is not nice. Um, I'm sorry. (laughs) Trelawney says that crystal gazing is a particularly refined art. I'm sure it all is. So I looked up um, on the wiki uh, a little bit about crystal gazing. And she said, I do not expect any of you to see when you first, when first you peer into the orbs, infinite depths. Um, She does have a nice way of speaking. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even though you're like... It's like floaty. Garbage. Yeah. I think yeah. what you're saying is garbage. Um, so according to Sybil Trelawney, crystal gazing was a difficult and subtle practice, and thus most people were unable to see anything the first time they tried it, as I said. Success apparently hinged on, one, hinged on one's ability to relax the conscious mind and external eyes so as to perceive clearly with the inner eye and super conscience. If a person was a- unable to do so, they would be see nothing but swirling white fog in the crystal ball. What does she say in the movie? <laughs> like, use your eyes to see the, the future. future. <laughs> and then she runs into a table. <laughs> 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 yeah. She like, says, open your into eyes. Into the beyond. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. She's so good and at that part. Like, yeah. Is your grandma the quite well? <laughs> <laughs> Get 
too soon? I wouldn't be so sure. Um, so I thought this was interesting because I don't remember this, but it says at some point in the 1991-92 school year, Sybil Trelawney locks her classroom door with a notice saying, do not disturb crystal gazing. What book and is Harry, that? I this one? I think that that would be... His first year is 91. Sorcerers. Um, and it says Harry Potter, who had just joined the school, attempted to open it without realizing that it was locked. Huh. What? I don't remember that at all. Who, what's the source on this? I don't know. What? I'm guessing. I do not know. Someone let us know. Yeah. Oh, I don't okay, remember that. Here's notice. Here we go. Philosopher's Stone video game. Oh, oh. <laughs> 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 a resounding. <laughs> <laughs> but that's cool because honestly, there's there's some cool things from like Fantastic Beasts and whatnot that was pulled from the video games that like actually is canon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the letter, canon? I would think that the video games would. Be I w- I mean, until somebody says they're not. Yeah. Right. Um, so, and then just like a little bit of info on a crystal ball specifically. Um, <laughs> I love that it says usage, predicting the future, and a blunt weapon. <laughs> what? <laughs> because Trelawney oh! knocks out Fenrir yes! by yes! throwing it at his head. She's like tossing crystal balls at all the Death Eaters. Yeah. yeah. So see this future, cool. M. Beep, beep. Can you see this happening? <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> So, <laughs> coming in clutch. So they're all staring at these crystal balls for a while, pretending to see things, and Harry literally sees nothing. And I wanted to read that part because Ron is freaking hilarious. He's a funny he guy. He's, I always love reading Ron. He's quotes. like a mushroom. He's a fun guy. Oh my, God. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Dad jokes. Seen anything yet? Harry asked them after a quarter of an hour's quiet crystal gazing. <laughs> Yeah, there's a burn on this table, said Ron, <laughs> pointing. Someone <laughs> spilled their candle. <laughs> this is such a waste of time, Hermione hissed. I could be practicing something useful. I could be catching up on cheering charms. Professor, Tr- Professor Trelawney rustled past. Would anyone like me to help them interpret <laughs> this? God, you Whoa, scared that me. That was loud. Whoa. Oh Whoa. You, like, screamed that sneeze. <laughs> I'm sorry. Look how loud that guy. <laughs> sorry. God. coming out. Aw. <laughs> Can you me hold you? Yeah. Would anyone like me to help them interpret the shadowy portents of within their orb? She murmured over the clinking of her bangles. I don't need help, Ron whispered. It's obvious what this means. There's going to be loads of fog tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Both Harry and Hermione burst out laughing. Now, really, said Professor Trelawney as everyone's heads turned in their direction. Uh, Pravardi and Lavender were looking scandalized. <laughs> you are disturbing the clairvoyant vibrations. <sighs> so then she uh, goes, comes over to their table and says, there is something here, Professor Trelawney whispered, lowering her face to the ball so that it was reflected twice in her huge glasses. Something moving, but what is it? Mm. Harry was prepared to bet everything he owned, including his firebolt, <gasps> that it wasn't good news, whatever yeah. it was. And sure enough, my dear Professor Trelawney breathed, gazing up, at, gazing up at Harry. It is here, plainer than ever before. My dear, stalking towards you, growing ever closer. The grit. Oh, for goodness sake, said Hermione loudly. Not that ridiculous grim again. <laughs> oh, Hermione. Oh, look 
Look at her being sassy. Herm is over it. Sassy Herm. <laughs> She's officially over divination. Yeah. And pieces out like a Girl Scout. Bye. <laughs> is that a thing? Piecing out like a Girl Scout? Peace, Peace out, out like Girl Scout. Yeah. Oh. Peace out, Girl Scout. Lame. Where have you been? You're lame. That was like my jokes are better than yours. Sure. So uh, literally, she does leave, and then Lavender goes, "Ooh, Professor Trelawney, I've just remembered. You saw her leaving, didn't you? Didn't you, Professor? Around Easter, one of our number will leave us forever. You said it ages ago." And Gag Trelawney, me with a spoon. Yeah, Trelawney's like, "Yes, I did see her." Yeah, sure you did. Lavender. Yeah. Ugh. Trelawney. Ugh. R.I.P. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> to both. Did Trelawney die? I don't know. No. We don't know what happened after the war. Um, so She Easter, could be dead. She's old. Or the Easter holidays <laughs> are a week long. And for the third years, they were not relaxing. Do, can they go home for the Easter holidays? I think so. I always assumed. Um, but I feel like more people don't because it's only a week. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But... Um, so the third years had like a ton of homework. So just imagine the amount of homework that Hermione had. Like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But thankfully, Ron helped her out and took over researching for Buckbeak's uh, peel, Husband which stuff. is nice. Yeah. <laughs> and Harry had to fit in Quidditch practice, and he was literally, I mean, like practicing every hour that he had time to. And then, um, this was like right before the match was about to start, I believe. Wood just kept continuously telling Harry that he had to catch the snitch only if they were more than 50 points up yep. in order to win the House Cup. Yep. Because if the, he caught the snitch and they didn't, they weren't ahead by 50, they would win the match but lose the cup. So it was very important. They would, 50 li- they point, would win more the, than 50 points up. Win the Quidditch Cup, but lose the no, House they Cup. No, would, they would win the match only, I thought. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, yeah, they would just uh, win that match, but uh. they would lose the House Cup. Because um, the way that, because I was looking this a little bit up a little bit about the Cup, Hogwarts doesn't go based on, like, how many games you win. It's all based on points. points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Which, like, makes sense. Yeah. I like, yeah. I like that, because you still Same. have a chance. Because they only play... Like, they only play, like, there's a Gryffindor versus Hufflepuff versus Ravenclaw versus Slytherin. Like, they each play yeah. each, each other, other once. once. Yeah. yeah. So there's not that many games. So you lose against Hufflepuff once, that loses your chance. No, it's all about based on points. Right. But they're two different cups, I guess. Your yeah. Quidditch cup counts towards your house cup. But couldn't you, like, win one and lose the other? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Gryffindor won the house cup the first year, but, but didn't not win the Quidditch, the Quidditch cup. cup. Right. Same with this. Well, I don't know if they won the House Cup. So, so year, I guess they're calling year. it. They're calling it weird because technically that's just like the. I think that we should be saying the Quidditch Cup here, not the House Cup. Correct. Yeah. The Quidditch yeah. Cup is what the they're Quidditch trying to win. Quidditch Cup is what they're trying to win. Okay, there you go. Yeah, but that if you win the Quidditch Cup, I you get, get more yeah. points yeah, yeah, yeah. for House. Yeah. I get that. Okay. okay. I thought you guys were just talking about the House. No, no. sorry. No. Quidditch. That was confusing. Mm-hmm. All right, yellow. Belly. So, never in anyone's memory had a match approached such a highly charged atmosphere. So, I'm picturing Cavs versus Warriors here. Yeah. If anyone understands that intense three-year rivalry that is probably no ceased. Well, yeah. And I would even say, like, Ed's Ignatius games. Like, yeah, yeah. Warriors, yeah. Lakers, no, they don't play each other, do they? Uh, they do, but they'll never in the finals because they're both West yeah. teams. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah. if you're from Northeast Ohio and you know who Ed's Ignatius are, <laughs> that's a huge. They yeah. call that the Holy War. Yes. Yeah. Isn't Go it like uh, Boston Ignatius. and I'm trying to think of just a couple other Steelers rivals. Browns. Steelers oh. Browns. Yeah. <laughs> Ohio State, Michigan. Oh yeah. yeah. I still the year the year that I was a freshman at um, Toledo, we beat them, which was surprising because Toledo wasn't that great. So there was this huge rumor going around, and it spread that like Michi- the Michigan and Ohio game were canceled because. They're like, well, they couldn't get past Toledo. (laughs) (laughs) So by the time the Easter holidays were over, the tension between the two teams and their houses was at breaking point. A number of scuffles broke out in the hallway. One of them was like a fourth-year Gryffindor and a sixth-year Slytherin. They both ended up in the hospital wing with leaks sprouting out of their ears. (laughs) So, like, not a good time to be walking the halls at Hogwarts. Well, you could turn it into sleek, sleek, leek and potato soup. Yum. Mm. Out of your ear, With earwax. Yeah, well, it's oil for safety. <laughs> earwax. Alas. So Harry was having a particularly bad time of it as well. Slytherins were trying to trip him in the halls. Crab and Goyle like literally wanted to beat him up. So Wood told anybody who would listen, pretty much like accompany Harry wherever he goes, just in case the Slytherins try to put him out of action. So the entire Gryffindor house was in on this. And Harry could almost not get to classes on time because he was constantly just surrounded by a crowd of people. That's crazy. Yeah. He uh, kept his firebolt safely locked in his trunk in his dormitory when he wasn't using it and frequently went up there between classes just to check that it was okay. (laughs) (laughs) Which I think is kind of But, like, honestly, I would do the same. I might have asked Professor McGonagall to keep it. Yeah, to hold it. You know? No, I would want to see it. Like, I would want to, yeah, like, you know what I mean? Be in charge of I'd it. be bugging yeah. her, like, can I check on it? <laughs> How is it? <laughs> like, Harry, you five know. minutes ago. It's <laughs> still like, fine. You know she cares as much as him, though, you know? Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Which if we see more. during the match, yeah. which is awesome. So the night before the match, even Hermione puts her books down in the common room. Everyone's got, like, this nervous energy. Nobody can focus. Fred and George are being, like, even louder and more exuberant, exuberant than ever, just because they're nervous. Oliver Wood's, like, in the corner with a little Quidditch model, like, prodding little figures around on it. And Harry's just hanging with Ron and Hermione, just trying to blow off some steam. And it's a relief when Wood's like, all right, team, bed. So Harry seems to always sleep bad before a Quidditch match. Does anyone else catch on to this? Well, think about, like, you. If you're really nervous about something, like, Mm -hmm. the next day, I know I don't sleep well. It's true. Like, Although, oh, like the night before you go on vacation or like the night before anything exciting, you know, like the night before or graduation nerve wracking. Yeah, I don't sleep. Well. Although I, I guess sleep well anyways, though, I guess the one time was Peeves blowing in his ear. So that's not his fault. I remember. Well, this is off topic. Never mind. You sure? I was just going to say, like, thinking about something exciting because like, yeah, this is nerve wracking for Harry, too. But it's also really exciting, you know, like, oh, this is the match. Um, I always try to like, I, like he says, it was a relief when they said to go to bed. Like I'm the same way. I want to tell myself, like, just go to bed. Cause when you wake up, it's here, you right. know? So it's like, <laughs> if you like force yourself to go to bed early, then it comes faster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you can sleep. <laughs> right. So first he dreams that he overslept and Wood was like, we had to use Neville instead. Oh my gosh. And then he has another dream where the whole Slytherin team is riding on dragons instead of brooms. Foreshadowing. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Mm. So fire. he wakes up and it takes him a hot fire cup <laughs> and it takes him a while to be like, that's ridiculous. Like that didn't happen. They're not going to be able to ride. They're not going to be allowed to ride dragons. So he gets up to get a glass of water and something catches his eye out the window. 
And he's like, I hope it's Crookshanks and not this grim. And yeah, it is Crookshanks, but he's trotting alongside a large black shaggy dog. Uh oh. Oh, not quite. <laughs> so Harry's like, well, can it really be an omen of my death if Crookshanks can very clearly see this dog as well? So he tries to wake, wake Ron up, but, you know, have you ever tried to wake Ron up? He's probably, like, waking me up. Yeah, that sounds accurate. <laughs> so the next morning, the whole team is welcomed in the Great Hall to enormous applause. And I wanted to know, because even Ravenclaws and Hufflepuffs were, like, cheering for Gryffindor. Do you think any of them root for Slytherin ever? No. Probably. I feel like I would, because if Meg was on the team and my team wasn't playing. I would not. You have to think, people are friends with Slytherins. Right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> no. So Slytherins don't have I, friends. No, I guarantee. <laughs> maybe, maybe it would be, like, very, very few Gryffindors during this time, because they're such big rivals. But I feel like... A lot of Ravenclaws, probably. Oh, and a lot of Ravenclaws. Why are you saying a lot? Well, they're very Slytherin-like as well. Hmm. I do agree that Ravenclaw puffs. can kind of tend to... I think that it depends on their attitudes, because oh, you yeah. know what? Slytherins are not very nice in this book, and we will soon see that they're dirty people. I really wish that she <laughs> would have just Specifically had... the ones playing in the game. I just really wish that she would have had one Slytherin be... Like a positive force. She does. Eventually. <laughs> Not right now. Yeah. Yeah. So as yeah. the team gets up to leave the hall, which, by the way, Wood was like telling his whole team to like eat, 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 and he wasn't touching anything himself. <laughs> Classic captain. Cho calls a good luck to Harry and he blushes. Foreshadowing. I forgot that she was <laughs> older than him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So none of them speak when they change into their scarlet robes in the locker rooms, and Harry felt as though he had eaten something extremely wriggly for breakfast, Ugh. which I thought was kind of funny. <laughs> He's nervous. He's nervous. He's mm -hmm. a nervous Nelly. Yep. I see blue. Oh, are you done with your talking I things? am. I am. Sorry that I took such a big section. Because I'm talking to... about the Quidditch match. I need you to read it like I can't. a commentator. Yeah, I can't. Or I walk. All right, bye. <laughs> so the team walks out onto the field, and they see that three quarters of the crowd were wearing scarlet rosettes. They're waving scarlet flags with the Gryffindor lion on them. <laughs> that was such a sad little. I know. I'm game. trying not to be too loud for oh. the babes. Um, they had <laughs> either ban or lions on the banners or slogans that said "Go Gryffindor, Lions for the Cup." And then behind the Slytherin goalpost, there was about 200 people wearing green. And the Slytherin serpent of Slytherin glittered on their flags. Snape sat in the very front row, wearing green like everyone else, with a very grim smile. Can you literally picture Snape wearing anything but black? No. I can't. No. No, it's weird. I think maybe it would be like a forest green. Yeah. <laughs> I can picture him in a vulture hat. Oh, and gosh. a green and dress. And green dress. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, it's just crazy to think that he, like, even actually dressed smile. up for it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the Gryffindor. He's got, like, face paint on. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, well, we'll get into it's it. It's like the uh, smile on the Joker. Oh, oh God. <laughs> so the Gryffindor team arrives on field. Lee Jordan announces each team member and then comments. Their comments were drowned out by all the boos from the Slytherin end. Then he announces a Slytherin team, and he lets us know um, 
that Marcus Flint, the team captain, has made changes to the team lineup, looking like he's going for size more so than skill. <laughs> because he was like, he being Harry sees that e- Malfoy was easily the smallest person on the team, and everyone else were enormous. Um, so then I figured we could talk about, I don't think we've talked about Lee Jordan at all. Have Luke we? Youngblood. Like maybe briefly. I don't, yeah. I, don't I love his so. name in real time mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. It's such an awesome name. Luke Youngblood. I mean, that's a pretty like wizarding he name. He cute. So his birth year, 1978. We know he's a Gryffindor. His skills are Quidditch, commentary, and broadcasting. His hobbies are sneaking Nifflers into Professor Umbridge's office. Um, what? Yeah, yeah, I, remember he I don't remember that, that. Uh, order. And Man, then um, it's been a long time. So there's like a bunch of stuff on not a crazy amount. Um, he has an article on here called "The Unsung Heroes," Lee Jordan, and then um, it says the irreverent voice of Quidditch and gutsy Potter watch broadcaster is far from modest in his speech. And here's why we wish we'd hear more from Lee Jordan. So every schoolboy knows the gift of gab can be a blessing and a curse. Um, I know I have the gift of gab. It's not always a good thing. And so we see that he um, can earn respect and admiration from his peers. But once the bell rings and the wag is summoned to the head's office, I don't know what that means. Most schoolboys find words fail them. Well, not in our subject's case. The silver-tongued Lee Jordan had his share of spats with authority. McGonagall, in particular, took um, issue with his refusal to feign in particularity. Is that the correct partial mm-hmm. what oh excuse me um but she like gets annoyed. we'll see in this game she gets like annoyed that he can't um remain unbiased but mm-hmm. you know what i wouldn't be able to either um and later on you see him he is one of the uh hosts of potter watch mm-hmm. um i had to think about like, what is i it love called? potter watch yes yes so it's it's awesome to see him. There's a whole article. I'm not going to read it all because that's just a lot and you guys don't really care that much. But we'll so post it for you. Correct. So you can go read it yourself. <laughs> um, so Flint and Wood come together to shake hands. And I think it's funny that it's like Flint and Wood because together they make fire. Ooh. You're welcome. I believe I brought up the fact that that maybe should be a fanfic. Oh my god! Bet. Kate thinks bye. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so they looked as though they were trying to break each other's hands. So Hooch blows her whistle, and they are off. So Harry goes off in search of the golden snitch with Malfoy hot oh. on his trails. Angelina scores Gryffindor their first goal. Then she's almost thrown from her broom when Marcus Flint smashes into her, claiming he didn't see her, which is clearly a lie. Garbage. He's a liar. So then Fred, who is riding um, a broom, obviously as well. <laughs> Just as bad at the back of Flint's head so hard that Flint's head smashes into his broom handle and he begins to bleed. And I said, no one makes me bleed my own blood. And then, um, so Madam Hooch is peeved, gives both teams a penalty for their crazy shenanigans. And I said, me thinks this is going to be a crazy game. So Fred is angry at Hooch for the penalty against Gryffindor, but the game continues. Alicia flies to take the penalty, scores for Gryffindor, so the score is now 20 to 0. Harry watches Flint, who's still bleeding, get into position to take the penalty for Slytherin, but Wood is too good for them and saves it, so the score remains 20-0. to zero. Go Gryffindors! Go Red Team! So Harry began to look for this snitch again while keeping an ear out for Lee's commenting so he could know the score, knowing that his team needed to be at least 50 points be- had More before... More than 50 points. At, well, no, once they got 50, they, it didn't matter because he would get 150, they'd have enough points. That's what the book says. Oh. 
verbatim megan no it needed to be more no i'm telling you i'm telling you you owe me a coke if i'm right i'm telling you let me get there the debate (laughs) i purposely double checked um books are being looked through they are indeed using canon oh my god what's gonna 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 find find it first first. jinx coke (laughs) done see ya if i want a coke from sarah i have to give it to you yep Oh yeah, it says more than fifty points. There's oh. some point it says at least fifty. I'm sorry, Alana. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Is she gonna cry? Whatever. I'm sorry. More than. She's okay. Um, now I lost my place. <laughs> so, um, the quaffle. Going back. The quaffle is going back and forth between the teams. Katie Bell was in possession of the quaffle. When Montague, the Slytherin chaser, grabbed her head instead of the ball, oh my God. most likely on purpose, she cartwheeled in the air and was able to stand her broom but dropped the quaffle. So Gryffindor got another penalty because of Slytherin's dirty playing, and the score is now 30-0. to zero. So Lee was not a happy camper, calling the Slytherins cheaters, and reminded he needed to. Um, he was reminded that he needed to keep his commentating neutral. Was he being reminded by McGonagall? Correct. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but you, but you know that he is just calling it like he sees it. Was his response to McGee? Harry catches sight. Nope. Sight of the snitch again, but he can't catch it now because he wants to win the cup, and he also doesn't want to let Malfoy catch it. So he fakes Malfoy out by zooming in the opposite direction of the snitch. And Harry, not Harry, <laughs> Malfoy takes the bait. Um, but then Harry's almost hit by a bludger that the Slytherin beater Derek hit his way. And then the other bludger grazed his elbow um, that the other beater on that team, Boyle, sent his way as well. So both Boyle and Derek were zooming towards him with their clubs raised. But Harry turned his broom upwards at the last second and both beaters collided with a sickening crunch i love when she uses that descriptor sickening crunch you can hear it yeah and then i'm going to read from the book ha ha yelled you nope (laughs) lee jordan i'm called g lorden (laughs) (laughs) as the slytherin beaters lurched away from each other clutching their heads too bad boys (laughs) you'll need to get up earlier than that to beat a fireball and it's gryffindor in possession again as johnson takes the quaffle flint alongside her Poke him in the eye, Angelina. It was a joke, Professor. It was a joke. Oh, no. Flint in possession. Flint flying towards the Gryffindor goalpost. Come on now, Wood. Save. But Flint was able to score, so only the uh, Slytherins cheered for him. And Lee Jordan swore so bad, not only did McGee yell at him, but so did the other ladies of Swish and Flint (laughs) because they don't like swears. (laughs) So the score was now 30 to 10, and it turned into the dirtiest match Harry had ever seen. The Slytherin team was super mad that they were losing by so many points. They were pulling out all the stops to get Gryffindor to lose. Um, Boyle, or Bowl, I don't know what I said before, hit Angelina with his club and tried to say that he thought that she was a bludger. Um, George elbowed him in the face to retaliate, so both teams got penalties. And if anyone doesn't know, George marries Angelina, so he's just fighting for his wife. True. Truth. Um, so Gryffindor scores, but Wood is able to keep the Slytherins from scoring. So now the score is 40 to 10. So um, Harry had lost sight of the snitch. Malfoy was keeping on him. Uh, he soared up high to keep an eye out and then wait for Gryffindor to get a little bit more ahead before he tried to really catch the snitch. Uh, Katie scores again for the Gryffindor side. I don't know why I had to say it like that. And while the Weasley <laughs> twins are cheering um, for her, 
Boyle and Derek toss the quaffle into Wood and catch him right in the stomach, Oof. one right after the other. Oof. So Hooch is super angry and yelled at them that you do not attack the keeper unless the quaffle is within the scoring area. <gasps> My gosh. Angelina scores, and it's now 60 to 10. So George tosses the bludger into Warrington and knocked the quaffle out of his hand, and Alicia scored again for Gryffindor. So the score is now 70 to 0. Go, Harry, no, it's go. Not. It's 70 to oh, 10. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the Gryffindor crowd was going wild. <laughs> That's how they all sounded, because that was the Gryffindor. <laughs> so if Harry caught the snitch now, they would win the cup, and wherever he went, looking for... Um, Wherever he went, he looked for the snitch. Malfoy was close behind him. Harry finally spots it, glittering about 20 feet above him, and he goes to fly fast to grab it, but suddenly his broom was slowing down. WTF. So he turned around (laughs) to see Malfoy had thrown himself forward and had grabbed a hold of the tail of the firebolt. Cheater. (sighs) Dirty people. Pumpkin. So Harry was angry enough to hit Malfoy. A lot of people want to hit him in this book. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, I wish he had. But Malfoy got what he wanted. The snitch was dis- had disappeared again. Penalty, penalty to Gryffindor. I've never seen such tactics. Tactics, Madam Hooch screeched, shooting up to where Malfoy was sliding back onto his Nimbus 2001. You cheating scum, Lee Jordan was <laughs> howling into the megaphone, dancing out of McGee's reach. You filthy cheating. And he goes to say something that began with a B. Um, but he's cut off. McGee didn't really bother trying to get him to stop. She was shaking her fist and shouting <laughs> furiously. And she was shaking so bad that her hat had fallen off her head. Oh my. So she Alicia had it. taken that penalty, but um, was so angry that she missed the goal by several feet. Um, the Gryffindor team was losing concentration, but the Slytherin team was being spurred on by their dirty oh tactics <laughs> and Malfoy throwing Harry off his game. So then the Slytherins get in possession of the Quaffle and they score. So it's now 70 to 20. Harry and Malfoy were neck and neck trying to find and catch the snitch. Harry wasn't going to let Malfoy anywhere near it um, and was blocking him at every turn that Malfoy tried to make. Then Angelina got possession of the Quaffle. Then the entirety of the Slytherin team was aiming towards her. Harry sees this, so he aims to fly his broom right into all of them, basically playing a game of chicken. Um, and these Slytherins scattered. So Angelina was able to score. So now it's 80 to 20. Harry skidded to a halt to turn back around, watching Malfoy diving because oh he no. sees the snitch a few feet above the grass. So Harry dove to get to the snitch first, but Malfoy was miles ahead. So he urged his broom to go. And he's like, go, 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 go. So he flattened himself against his broom when Boyle sent a bludger his way. And finally, he was um, level with Malfoy. Harry throws himself forward with both hands off the broom, knocks Malfoy's arm out of the way, and he catches the snitch, baby! Woo, 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 woo. Take that Slytherin's Gryffindor won the game! Oh, woo, 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 woo. As she side-eyes me. I'd she s- just side-eyed me. Yeah, because I- you're lost. <laughs> I would like to team. good woo, woo, match, woo, 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 woo. But, but really, though. Y'all played dirty. I mean, if I was on the team, I wouldn't have done those things. Okay. So the stadium okay. exploded with cheers. Wood soars towards Harry, half blind with tears, grabs him into a big, huge hug, 
crying uncontrollably onto his shoulder. Harry then feels two more lumps as Fred and George join them. Then Angelina, um, Alicia, and Katie's voice is going, we've won the cup, we've won the cup. All together in a big group. Then all the Gryffindor supporters rushed onto the pitch and the hands were raining down on their backs. And then Harry and the rest of the team were hoisted onto the shoulders of the crowd. So Harry catches sight of Hagrid, who was um, sobbing harder than, uh, no, he was so happy. He couldn't wait to tell Buckbeak, my foot is asleep, like hard asleep. Percy was jumping up and down like a maniac. Mick G was sobbing harder than wood, wiping her eyes with the Gryffindor flag, which to me seems a little sacrilegious. <laughs> Whatever, it's Mick G. She can do what she wants. True. Uh, Mick G does Mick G. So Hag- Harry also um, saw Ron and Hermione fighting their way to get to them. They were both just beaming with so much pride and happiness. Um, he also sees Dumbledore standing with the Quidditch cup. And Harry almost wishes that the Dementors were around because he had no doubt that he could produce the world's best Patronus in this exact moment. Aww. Yeah, he could. <sighs> Tis the end of the chapter. <gasps> Lightning ball round. Do you think that Snape knew that they were going to play all these dirty, dirty tricks? No. No. I don't know. No. I bet you can be okay with it. Yeah. So I do have a question. <laughs> But this is not really a lightning bolt question. Okay. It's more of like, so we know that like in the past seven years, Slytherin has won the Quidditch Cup. Did, did Gryffindor win the year before that? Mm. I was like doing math. So it's 1994. So in 1987 um, was the la- first time or like that Slytherin won, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um. Not the first time, but like in the seven years, because they were saying that Charlie Weasley was like the best seeker that Gryffindor ever had, but he was probably in school then. So like, yeah. was he winning? And then all of a sudden, like, cause he would have left school in I think 91, not Maybe. 91. It's a lie. Um, and 90, I think is when he finished school. I was trying to do all these maths. Ooh, my foot is really asleep. All I'm seeing on Pottermore is like the Quidditch World Cup. Yeah. I was just like trying to think of like, so it's been seven years. I bet they won while Gryffindor he was won there. The, Gryffindor won when Charlie Weasley was seeker, which was the 85-86 school year. That's the only was that the he year was? he graduated, though? I don't I think so. Two years. But I don't think he did, though, because he... Or one he, year. He was born in 1972. Well, they in 91. No, right? I'm asking. He only... Okay, one that one year, time. yeah. I don't know. I need to do some math. James Potter, when James was the chaser, they also won at some point. Does it say how many times Hufflepuff and Ravenclaw have? No. See, that's stupid. Dear Joe, I want to know all the Quidditch cups from Hogwarts because he probably started Hogwarts in nineteen. 19- 84 because his birthday's in December of 72. So he wouldn't have turned 11 till um, 83. So that following September was when Charlie would have started school. And he can't play his first year. And so, well, I mean, he can play. He just would have to use a school broom. Yeah. You're but not allowed to play your first Harry year. Harry was the first one yeah. in over a century. Correct, correct. So if they only won 86 to 80, 85 to 86. He was only like a, what, second year. Hmm. 
fine. I mean, that's fine. Yeah, but then he, how is he like the greatest seeker if he like only <laughs> won the one year? Yeah, everyone know. talks about maybe the legend of maybe Charlie Weasley. Came close. I don't know. <laughs> it's interesting to think about. It says that that is that we learn that in chapter seven of Chamber of Secrets. Yeah, I don't know. It was just I was trying to like figure out math and like how maybe maybe everybody else was just getting more than one hundred fifty points. Well, but like from that <laughs> point on though, like. So 1987 is when Slytherin started winning. So it would make sense that, like, yeah, they, he could have been a great, he could have won all the games, but they still didn't win because they didn't win enough by enough points to win the cup. Correct. Like, he caught the snitch every time or most times. Yeah. But the other teams maybe had more points than that. Sad tweet, guys. You can hear your husband rocking back and forth upstairs. Yes, I know. <laughs> My children are making much noise this time. Alana crying, Fozzie yawning. <laughs> um, any other lightning bolt round questions? So he would have finished school in 91, which is the year that they went. So like he was only, that makes, I don't know. To me, that like makes no sense, but I guess yeah, it's I supposed agree, to make sense. I mm. IDK. My BFF Joe. I was going to say that. <laughs> because like, so he would have finished school that what June and then Harry and Ron and Hermione were starting that September. He's really that young compared to them. I guess I didn't realize. Well, seven well, years older, he's seven years older than Ron. Yeah. Because so what I think it is, is like, um, eight, well, seven. Uh, um, yeah, like seven and a half because yeah. his birthday's in December. So, Ron and Hermione, we're getting so off topic of the actual chapter, yeah. but Ron and Hermione are a year apart. The twins are two years from um, them. them, and then Jenny's a year Percy ahead. is two years. Um, is two years ahead of Fred and Three, Mark? three years, because they're in their fourth year, right? Fifth year. <sighs> so then, you know, so he's two years. Okay. <laughs> and then so I think Percy, nope, Charlie is three years ahead of him, and then Bill is two, I think. She says it somewhere All right. on the internet. Okay. So Quidditch. <laughs> it's easy enough to understand. <laughs> so like what did they what did their score be? What was their last eighty? It was eighty to twenty, right? Mm -hmm. So that's a hundred two hundred and thirty? Sure. Yup. Twenty. Yeah, Dominated. I'm not gonna brag about it. Because I'm a good sport. But and like I'm we not won. gonna complain about it. Okay, because I'm a good sport. There you go. <laughs> Who would have you been rooting for in this game? Me. Every. Oh, oh. <laughs> I can just ruin for herself. Not even playing. <laughs> Obviously, Slytherin. Gryffindor. Katie, go, go, Slytherin. <laughs> I'm part Gryffindor, but I'd have to root for Slytherin. Really? Yeah. Nah. For what? Yeah. So. <sighs> go red team. <laughs> I oh, love yeah. ya, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Red used to be my favorite color, but ever since like super embracing my Slytherin, green has kind of turned into one of my favorites. I'm not a particular. I also love purple. Mine's purple before swishing. I do before like before to wear a lot of blue, but it's not my favorite color. I just look good in it. Oh my god! How many times have I heard that? Well, you know what? It's true. Um, what do you think? Um, Fliberty Gibbet is. A made-up word. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a I silly just, word. I just don't know. 
Did you think of Googling it? Mm-mm. Um, I have a question. If you you had to hurt Malfoy but not slap him, what would you do? Kick him in the you-know-wheres. Okay. <laughs> That's a really kind of mean question to ask. <laughs> <laughs> you asked it? I would hex I would, him. I would want to punch him. I feel like you're gonna the satisfaction use magic. of punching. So you're going to get in trouble for A, hurting him, and B, using magic. He'd be so scared he wouldn't tell. Ooh. Would you do a bat bogey curse on him? Oh, yeah. That would be crazy. Do you know what flibberty gibbet means? It's a noun. A frivolous, flighty, or excessively talkative person. Oh, my God. That's you. <laughs> that's a real word. <laughs> and let's, let's see if we can hear. Flibberty gibbet. Oh, <laughs> nailed it. Y'all's gibbet. Who said what? You, you said, said gibbet. I said it right the second time. <laughs> <laughs> I got better. I got better at reading it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Liberty <laughs> Um. <gasps> Ooh. Okay, go. If you were going to trust someone else with your firebolt, who would it be? In the Potterverse? Or just anybody? Any verse. Any verse. I'd trust Meg with it. Any verse. Yeah, sure. I would want to take it to Remus because I feel like he's professor of defense against the dark arts and he'd know some good protection spells. Do I have to give it to anyone? Because I don't trust anyone that not. Oh. <laughs> yes, you have to. Trying to think of people. I almost said it to my mom. I was like, no. Then I was like, my grandma, well, she's dead, but um, she would give it away because she'd be like, oh, I didn't know that was yours. Give it away, give it away, give it away. I almost she has said done that. that to me. Oh my gosh. Um, Any verse. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Who's super trustworthy? Me. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> Whoa. I don't know if I would. I don't know. I don't know. I'll answer. Any verse, right? Link from Legend of Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> the Highland. Never heard of him. <laughs> Whack you with his massive sword. Okay. Is that what the kids are calling it these days? It's what it's called. Um, I don't know. I guess if we're going there, maybe I'd give it to Bowser. He's pretty good at like keeping things. He loses to Mario every single time. He cannot Not keep hold time. of every Princess Peach. Yeah, he can't even hang on a Peach, a bad man. Mario, then he wins. There's no such thing as a bad Mario. Yeah, it's if called Wario. <laughs> I know yeah. some stuff. Who's bad Luigi? Waluigi. I wasn't asking you. Sorry. I knew you knew that. I got excited. <laughs> I, I know the answer. He's purple. <laughs> purple, purple. Um, it's called. I'm not Wario. giving you this long to answer this question. I don't. Ma'am. I don't know. I then don't no one. Your firebolt is stolen. You award win no points. <laughs> and may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> you have to fly a mop. Congrats. Good day, sir. Um. Do you think you'd see anything in the uh, little uh, glass ball of nothing? Sandwiches. A lot of Sandwiches. fog, pizza. A pizza. Because there's always pizza in my future. <laughs> I would true. see, in a in a great optimistic future, I would see Alana napping and me napping. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I probably would see tacos, even though they're not my favorite food, but I seem to eat them a lot. You do eat them a lot. Tacos. And I, yeah, I'm not the greatest fan of them. I want tacos. Stop eating them. People like to eat tacos with me, and then I like go. I'm gonna eat Italian tonight. Oh, Italian! I think I'm gonna have a burger. Oh well, that's I don't know what I'm gonna have. All right, Meg, what are we? Is having? that uh, it for know. the lightning of bolts? Yeah. Would you guys also have walked out of divination? No. No, probably not. I probably would have. I would have silently dropped it. 
Yeah, I would have. What the ball down. or? <laughs> I would have been. I'm. I don't know. Not. I mean, she was pretty disrespectful. She was. Hermione? Yes. Yeah. Well, but like Trelawney's mean to her. I get it. I get it. But um, I would have said that stuff behind her back. <laughs> well, she could probably see it because you know she's. A oh seer. yeah, no, she totally could see it. All right, let's go to the. Fan story. Fan story. Right. Fan story. Please submit your fan stories. We'll read them on our podcast. Yeah, people Maybe always ask us, is it too late? It's yeah. not. No. It's never too it's late. It's never too late. Maybe we should start putting that in there now. If yeah. you want to share it, you can send us a message on Facebook. You can email us. That's actually probably the best way. Yep. Swishflickcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, never too late. Please send them all in. Got lots of episodes for life. So Life. Guys, we're going to start Goblet um, in October October, and it's literally going to take us till this time next year almost. It's crazy. It's awesome, dude. It is awesome. All right. So this week's fan story comes from Caitlin Kobus. I hope I said that right. She says, hello from South Africa. Wow. Cool. That's awesome. That's amazing. I, I started listening to your podcast about a month ago. I don't know if that's correct to right now, but, <laughs> and finally got all caught up. I love you guys. I'm often, often in the office alone. So you guys basically keep me company because basically I hate silence. <laughs> so this is my Harry Potter story. I wanted to read Harry Potter from basically the time I knew about it. Unfortunately, my parents are part of the large amount of parents who thought that the books were not appropriate for children. They promised I could read it at the end of eighth grade. This having been said, during December, when we went to visit my uncle in Scotland, I started reading the books on the plane. I remember fighting with my mom to let me take all seven of the borrowed books in my luggage, and she insisted I could only take three, saying I would never get through them all in in our three-week visit. Thank goodness, oh, yeah, you can. thank goodness <laughs> my uncle had copies of the books. I finished all seven in three weeks, mostly wow. by reading well into the early morning. I couldn't have asked for a more magical first read. Days were spent in snow, touring Scotland's majestic beauty, history, and ruins, and nights were spent wander- wandering the wizarding world. Okay, I can't That's even handle literally I know. my dream. <laughs> I, know. I will never forget being on a tour bus in Edinburgh. When we Edinburgh. Edinburgh. When we drove past the cafe where JK had apparently sat writing as she looked up onto edinburgh castle when the bus speaker lady said this said this i think my mom thought she had made a mistake letting me read the books because i got beyond excited (laughs) and want to come back just to sit at the same coffee shop i was 13 (laughs) on our return back to the country i managed to borrow the first six movies and watch them one a day waiting in anticipation for harry potter and the deathly hollows part one to come out on dvd and harry potter and the deathly hollows part two to be released the following july Mm -hmm. i honestly would consider myself a major potterhead although your podcast might change that but i, I have to say i wouldn't consider myself a major potterhead although your podcast oh, might change that got it sorry i just want to make sure that was right <laughs> thank you it's like a major potterhead to me yeah wow. but i have started a reread after coming across your podcast i love it so much and i literally tell anyone who cares about it thank you Yay. my boyfriend just started listening and i made a new friend just the other day through talking about your podcast Aww. thanks so much for all your hard work and the really fun and the really fun podcast. Oh, and I'm a Ravenclaw. Whoop, 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 whoop. My Patronus is a brown hair. Cute. My wand is beechwood. That's cool. With a phoenix feather core, 10 awesome. and 3 quarter inches. And nice. quite bendy flexibility. Nice. My Elvermarnu house is Thunderboard, Thunderbird. Woo! <laughs> and don't let the muggles get you down. Love, Caitlin, 21 South Africa. Nice. P.S. I know a couple episodes ago you guys briefly mentioned that you would... What you would do if you came to South Africa, Africa. And you should totally check out my website. 
It has just about everything you can do in our beautiful country in one search engine. I'll send you a link in case you guys feel like checking out. So I want to give her a shout out. Yep. So we go to adventures. Adventureescapades.co.za. Thank you, ma'am. Check that out because I'm going to check it out. Yeah, I actually already looked at it, and it's a cool website. Nice. So thank you, Caitlin, for sharing your story. It's amazing that we have listeners literally all over the world. And I'm so jealous that you got to read the books for the first time in Scotland. That's insane. Like, come on. Like, I'm definitely taking, I mean, like, I have Audible, thankfully, so I'm going to listen on the plane ride over there. But, like, I would love to just maybe take Sorcerer's Stone and, like, at night when we're in Scotland, just read it just to be like, I'm reading it in Scotland. (laughs) Like, what's also insane is, like, when I think of Harry Potter, like, and I mean, you don't always get um, you do see him like around Christmas and all the time, but like it always makes me think of that time of year. Yeah. yeah. So like you're in Scotland, you're reading Snow. the books for the first time, and you're like it. it's snowing and I it's just, it. it's just <gasps> majestic Magical. and beautiful. It's perfect. Gosh. There's no awesome. such thing as perfect except for me. <laughs> There's no such thing as magic. magic. <laughs> I love magic. <laughs> this is just like magic. <laughs> <laughs> So You're thank cool. you, Caitlin, because yes. you are yes. magic thank and we you. appreciate you. Magical. All right. All right. So you can find Swish and Flick on all of the different um, forms of social media. On <laughs> Facebook, we're Swish and Flick Podcast. And on Twitter and Instagram, we're at Swish Flick Cast. You can also subscribe to us on YouTube. We are just Swish and Flick Podcast. Uh, you can find us on Patreon for exclusive access to the Felix Files, which is our bi-monthly bonus episodes. Currently, right now, we're working on character profiles. We're in the middle of Remus. Who knows who we're going to do next? Probably somebody pertaining to Prisoner, I would guess. Or Goblet, if we take that long with Remus. Who knows? Um, I will never stop talking about <laughs> Remus. Trelawney, that'd be cool. Trelawney could be fun. Ooh, yeah. We're on episode 80 of Remus Lupin. Katie will not <laughs> shut up about it. <laughs> Today um, we're just talking about how good he would look in this kind of pair of pants. I would like to <laughs> I talk so about do that. <laughs> his eye color. Oh, it's just so I'm dreamy. Sure it's beautiful. Mm. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash swish flick cast to choose your support level for us. Lots of cool stuff. Yes. Mm. Thank you to all of our current patrons. And thank you to our listeners who aren't patrons. We appreciate you just as much. Don't Tis feel... True. Like, we don't appreciate you as much. We love you all. Appreciate every listener. Yeah. And your ears. Um, So, lastly, check out our website, swishflickcast.com. You can find all the information about our podcast there with links to um, profiles on us, our merchandise. All the links we post for each episode. Yeah, our blog is on there. We post every episode along with all of the links pertaining to things that we talk about all in one place for you. Um, so that, again, swishflickcast.com. And for some swish swag. Swish swag. Swish swag. And we're coming up like with a new shirt. items, too. Oh, yeah. Be on the lookout. You never know. All right. I'm on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I like turtles. Uh. <laughs> 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 we have Jimmy over here. <laughs> Jimmy's a zombie. Uh, At Tiff Swish underscore flick. I'm raising a child, so that's what I'm doing outside of the podcast. And I don't go back to work until October. October. 
Um, Katie and I have another podcast. If you like Disney, it's called Grown Up Kids. And we're doing a chronological watch of all the Disney movies. We are still in the 50s. So, but it's getting better. Us. It's getting better. We're We're getting be- oh. getting better. <laughs> you can find us anywhere. You can find Swish and Flick. Just search Grown Up Kids, a Disney podcast. If you want to head on over to that crafty little <laughs> site called Etsy, type in Accio Designs, you can find some pretty cool stuff that me and Mega Design but posters and fun stuff. Katie's very good. I try. Katie. Let me take custom orders, so hit me up. You can send me a direct message or oh, send me nice. a message on Etsy. Had somebody reach out to us because they wanted like a name sign for their baby. Yes. So we just did a cute little like Hogwarts. Ooh, there's um, gonna be there's gonna be a war. <laughs> a little Hogwarts sign, but you'll like the baby's name. It was Hazel. It's very pretty. Well, she wants to know how come her little baby. <laughs> She has a name now. I it's wish you could cup. see <laughs> face. She just sat back like, hello. <laughs> over Would you here. like a Winnie the Pooh one? I want it on either a beehive or a honey pot. Okay, I can well, do that you for do you. Ask. You know why? No, I, I should have had that. <laughs> you should come up with this just on she your own. She should have had it the I day after the baby was born. <laughs> <laughs> oh, her name's Alana? Okay. Magic on the computer. <laughs> Done. <laughs> I'll make it for you. Alana Rose, to be specific, because we like to say her. I have already have an idea in my head, so I got you. That's why she's been crying all day because she's been waiting for a picture. Sorry, Alana. Katie doesn't care about me. Okay, whatever. All right, what are you doing? (laughs) So, (laughs) not to spin off of Tiffany having a baby, but when I'm not at work, I'm (laughs) hanging out with her and the baby. So she goes, "What are you doing tomorrow?" I said, "You're coming over." She says, "Yeah." Yeah, Um, so yeah, follow me on Instagram or Twitter. I'm um, O'Malley. How many H's? One, two, three. Mally. M-A-L-L-E-Y. Sorry, I was going to say like Mally's like the chocolate, but nobody, if you're not from Northeast <gasps> Ohio, knows oh, what Mally's chocolate is. So Give me that Mally. I'm not that fun on the social medias, but you know what? You can once in a while see my face. She's all right. Yeah. Okay. All right, that concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps> Amazing! Just <Jumping> my voice! <laughs> she told me. You want a cat, don't you? Yep. It's not that I want a cat. Yes! <laughs> what, what did I say exactly? She's so more sweet. of a cat person because they're in the Yes. Yes. And she's a traveler. And I also don't live alone. What be in the future? What I said oh, was. You don't live alone in the future. No, no I'm no, saying you wouldn't live. I'm going to be forever alone with my cats and maybe a picture of a dog. I'm saying that. I'm saying that maybe you'll have your I own will place. be Mrs. Fig. You'll have your own place. I'll you break your leg. animal. <laughs> Pizza <laughs> 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 Harry Muffin. Yum. Hello and welcome to episode uh, 